This episode of the On The Radar Podcast is brought to you by Laser Light Recording Studio in Waterville, Ohio. The world is calling. Pick it up. And welcome to another home edition of the On The Radar podcast. This is a podcast that features music and artists and interviews and performances with acts coming to, through, and from the greater Midwestern areas. My name is Peapod. Back at home. Back at day 1000 of the coronavirus. No idea what's going on right now. But uh, as much as everything else has been going on, everything has taken a big pause on uh, the musical world. Uh, but these kids... And, and and I'll say kids because I think these guys are just just into college, just out of high school, and uh, super talented. Very excited. This is uh, three out of the four members of the band Filler, gentlemen. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. And uh, take a moment and introduce yourselves and tell us what you do in the band. All right. Thanks so much for having us. Uh, my name's Cam. I'm the lead singer, and I play some rhythm guitar here and there. I'm Will. I'm the lead guitar player. I'm Joe. I'm the bassist. Excellent. And uh, the drummer can't make it tonight uh, due to, you know, a couple other things, which, hey, it's fine. Uh, we, we wish him the, the best uh, in everything going on right now. So you, you guys, uh, I'm going to take it like a while. It gets like lower 20s right now. I'm still 19. Are we oh, late? wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm the oldest one at 20. The yeah. oldest one at 20. And I, I, I like it. It, it's it's so great when I interview like young because I'm 34, so I always like interviewing younger people when it gets to the music because it it shows like how hungry and how the future of music uh, will will be uh, like kind of the path they're they're taking. And uh, you guys kind of debuted at the uh, what a hell of a debut at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, tell us tell us a little bit about that. Well, we had barely been a band at that point. Like, uh, we were just kind of jamming. And who originally found that ad for the for the rock off? Well, I had known um, some of my other friends had done it in previous years, so I kind of knew about it. So and I was like, let's just give it a shot. Let's just do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Will came and got me. Will came and got me, and we originally formed up for that con for like for that contest. Yeah. So what was the contest itself? Was it just like more or less a battle of the bands or? Basically, yeah, it was just a battle of the bands. Okay. And um, what was what was the grand prize for that? Oh, I don't know. It was like. You get some sort of money. And you got to play on Warp Tour. Yeah, no, Warp Tour. Yeah, you got to play Warp Tour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right on, right on. Uh, but I think, I think, unfortunately, you guys made it to the finals, but you didn't, you didn't take the whole thing. Yeah, we were still very green at that point um i mean to enter you just had to send in like two demos and we made the like most shabby recordings <laughs> uh it was it was hilarious like how lo-fi this was but we just send in the demos and they're like ah the kids can kind of play i guess 
And out of the bat, we made it to the finals and we kind of surprised ourselves. And that kind of was the kick in the pants that got the band like to keep going. I, I, I can dig it. I can dig it. And, and, and a very interesting, but simple name filler. Is it, is that just because you couldn't think of anything? And they're like, ah, oh, we're going to call ourselves filler, <laughs> whatever. That's a good chunk of it. I mean, <laughs> It's 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 definitely just a name that we liked, but there's definitely a little bit of meaning as far as just like we all came from pretty different groups in high school. We didn't really know each other too well, so we we're kind of the filler in between each friend group, kind of bringing bringing all the all the groups together and in, into one like unified process. Yeah, and that actually led to a lot of our early success. Like at the Rock Off, we ended up selling a lot of tickets just because we'd have people from like very different walks of high school just showing up and we we're like i had no idea you were coming to this but i'm glad you are and then they saw us perform and it was it was a cool start was like high school for you guys like you're all like it was somebody like a jock somebody was a nerd someone was like you know intelligent guy like you guys were all like different parts of the the high school stereotypes yeah very different different friends for sure one so one Two theater, one theater slash band, one just band, and I played hockey. So yeah, <laughs> so just a random assortment, really. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And uh, you guys kind of uh, from there, you know, you developed a lot of uh, solid music. I, I mean, like right off the bat, like going to a finals of like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and like a lot. Of, and I know like Cleveland does a lot of those like, you know, school of rock uh, esque, you know, performances and, you know, those battle of the bands and everything. Um, it, it's really cool to see how Northeast Ohio has been developing and the source of everything with music. But from there, you know, you guys kind of use that as your first drop of the single of, I barely know her. And, you know, that's gotta be a scary process and going, okay, like we're kind of a band. We're kind of trying to figure out things. And then you get, you actually like, put out music for the yeah. very first time. Tell, tell me a little bit about getting to that point of going, okay, this is a real thing. Let's, let's do it for real. Well, actually the, I barely know a recording that was part of the prize of the rock off by okay. making it to the finals. They would record a single of ours. And we had already, we had just released like a demo recording of the only song we had written at that point. And so we we're like, well, we can't release the same song again. So we wrote another song for that recording and then it that kind of spontaneity spawned like a it was like some kind of amalgamation of all of our different music styles and it just kind of worked and that's what we built on. So what was so what so what let's let's talk about the building pieces before we talk about like the the idea of coming together for filler. So like where does everybody come from on the like the musical spectrum and like what is their likes and dislikes and where do they come when they when they brought it together when you brought it to the table of filler? Do you mean the more the formation of the band or the like how like power influences each play in? Yeah. Um, as far as just the formation of the band, three of us, you mentioned School of Rock, three of us came from School of Rock. Uh, so me and Will both, uh, Will, Will reached out to me and said, hey, you want to start a band? I'm like, all right, who's the best drummer I know? Reached out to Auden through School of Rock, got him on board. Then we wanted a singer. So I'm like, all right, let's get a girl. And I couldn't and, find uh, one. We couldn't <laughs> find one. So. Uh, but it worked out. Yeah, no, it worked out great. He's still um, pretty. 
Yeah, there it is. There it is. There's the wink. <laughs> and as I far as the influences, they're all across the board. I mean, yeah, they're uh, everywhere. Like we had a lot of classic rock. Like I'm a big Doors guy. Uh, you know, we love Zeppelin, but like. There's also a lot of funk influence and then this kind of modern indie bedroom pop. Um, we're kind of trying to blend all of that. Mm -hmm. I'd say like our older music, like especially when we were first starting out, was I was influenced more by like classic rock and rock music. But I think now we're kind of molding into more of that indie rock sound. I did notice that. I was listening to some of the stuff uh, like throughout the week and then leading up to today's interview. Uh, the Always Wear Comfy Jeans EP from 2018 kind of had some of those like interludes and those like classic rock like builds of like, you know, you're going upwards to four minutes. You know, there's there's like crazy breakdowns of like of like jam band style of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, you you know, when you when you moved on more to sky parlor that's the the that's the big album you kind of hone more into that indie indie uh point of view um tell me a little bit about you know your 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 progression into that well for always wear comfy jeans that was still when i was very much on a grunge phase of my life and Auden was bringing his fish elements and every everybody had that like that classic rock cling that they hadn't really gotten away from yet but as we moved into Sky Parlor, we started to realize, like, that's not all there is. We can kind of just do what we want and not really call it a genre. Yeah. Very true. And I, I think that the way that Always Well Comfy Jean was, was recorded compared to how Sky Parlor was recorded, like, on Sky Parlor, there's a lot more production. So I think we had a lot more wiggle room on, like, other additional parts we wanted to add. And, you know, like when we were in the studio, Always Wear Comfy Jeans was very much so like a home recording, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I was saying on Always Wear Comfy Jeans, it's mostly just straight up instruments as opposed to Sky Parlor, which is a lot more virtual sounds, a lot more production, a lot more like influence from a post perspective. Mm -hmm. Where did you record uh, Sky Parlor? Uh, we, uh, we have uh, friends in the Cincinnati School of Music um in ccm and so our friend nolan monagle he has this uh like apartment studio that we've kind of like as he's grown the studio like basically out of his attic as i mentioned earlier um we've kind of like been there at little parts at little ways along the journey and so this unassuming little apartment attic in downtown cincinnati we've just been uh that's where we go pretty much Sky Parlor and on. But still like a home recording, but still just a little more professional, I guess you could say. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and really and nowadays with the with the technology and everything, you know, recording from home is is almost uh it, it's almost like a preferred option, you know, especially with everything going on with the virus, like, you know, um, you know, you you can record parts here and there and send them off to people and then like for like, you know, practicing scratch tracks and then at the end you can either a bring those tracks together remotely and put out something or you head to the studio and since you already know what you're feeling you can record from there i was just gonna say uh technology has been like a huge part of how we've made music especially recently um because like this past year me and Auden, the drummer were the last to graduate we all are in four different colleges in four different states and so to write music and and kind of 
make plans and to keep producing content. It's a lot of um, sending back and forth and that kind of coordination. What are you saying, Joey? I was just going to say, if you give me the option between going to a real studio with a whole album's worth of songs and recording them all in a day or going to our friend's apartment and sitting down with them and talking it out over the course of a week and like really, really looking into each song and taking the time with each song, I'll choose the latter any day. It's, yeah. it's so much better. It's such a better process. And Monogold Studios has been huge. Uh, big props to them, to uh, Nolan Monogold, and also Jake Weston, who's produced our stuff. I can dig it. Uh, where, where is everybody uh, going to college in right now? Well, I go to school in L.A. at USC. I'm at Indiana University. And I go to Loyola Chicago. And then oh, what about uh, the drummer? Oh, he's uh, OSU. Wow. Yeah, OSU, yeah. So you guys, like, are, are all across the country yeah. when it comes to that. <laughs> Does, uh, so where you guys are going to school at, do you guys, like, then, like, you know, go to local shows and kind of see how everybody performs and then, like, kind of bring that back to, like, the tribunal of filler and then go, like, hey, I saw this band at this place doing this thing. We could do this with our music. Like, how heavy has those influences been on more recent music that you've put out? 100%. That's a, that's a huge part of it. I mean, once again, the name rings true, and we're kind of like the guys in between everyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also I'd say just, like, being able to go to, like, you know, shows in Chicago and see what other, like, other like indie bands are doing. And one, I get to like learn the venues in a different city and also kind of like get to know the genre a little better. Is there like a certain place that you like to go check out music from? Like, is there a venue or a band that you've been really impressed with as of late? Um, there, oh, There's so many in Chicago. Uh, I don't know if you know any Chicago venues, but like the Empty Bottle is really good. Very like underground. Um, I know the Elbow Room. That's the only yeah, one I've yeah, been to the Chicago. Room. Yeah, that's so far. I haven't, I love going to Chicago uh for vacations or and whatnot but uh, i always try to check out a show but but elbow room is a is a great venue yeah there's a lot of underground venues in chicago it's awesome what about you cam like you're you're out west you know so that's the that, that's the the stars and the lights as as people say for like hollywood and music and whatnot like where where, where have you seen music and what you've liked to see from over there oh i'm blanking on names but i've been to a couple shows out there um a lot of uh, interesting stuff has been happening at like people's backyard shows. Like that would happen a lot. Um, you'd like go to a house party and there's one time there was a band just set up in someone's living room and like you go around like, I think this was around UCLA or something like that. But it's, it's just, you find music in the strangest places. And um, that kind of like surf rock kind of new punk, that, that stuff that's really huge in LA, that's like a big influence on our sound too. What about you, Joe? I can't say that I've gotten... So, like, I, I know Indiana has a pretty big house show scene. And it's definitely something that I want to take some time to get into once it reopens. But I, I have not really looked into it. I know there's a lot of good radio stations that I've reached out to and talked to a few people around there. That's always fun. That's always helps. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of... You know, I, I'm, I'm from the radio industry and, and, and this podcast kind of, you know, brings shines a light on... Uh, we did a local show and then we turned into a podcast and then now we do the podcast and also a local show and everything. And, uh, you know, I've even played a filler track uh, before on, on it uh, in Toledo. You know, uh, it, it's, it's also really cool, like, because it, it's so hard for bands 
to, especially right now, it's so hard for bands to try to, you know, get their content out there. And radio stations are so structured nowadays that unless they're doing like some kind of specialty local show, good luck trying to get your music played on the radio. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. A lot of it right now is, uh, you know, I mean, streaming has taken over everything, obviously, but then like that makes Spotify playlists really important. And so we spend a lot more time and energy uh, talking to like playlist curators rather than DJs nowadays. Do you think that the, uh, I know there's been a lot of discussion as of late, especially with the Spotify CEO coming out, kind of saying that like, you know, hey, people uh, don't listen to like full albums anymore. So it's built off on the single EP machine. But I, uh, but I feel like it's, it's done that way because Spotify caters to that idea. Of like, there's no such thing as, you know, people sitting down listening to full al- albums unless you put it on, for example, vinyl. But that becomes more expensive to do. So you're in this kind of, you know, catch-22. Spotify created this idea of only singles and EPs matter because they set up the system that only singles and EPs matter. Like, and also, you know, t- tell me your thoughts about that. That's the, that's the whole idea, isn't it? They've got it set up so you don't have to like the whole album anymore you can like a song off the album and you can listen to it without buying it that's i mean that's what it's making it too easy to do whether whether you want to consider it too easy or just easy is up to up to you but yeah there's definitely a a good and a bad i mean i know i'm speaking for pretty much everyone in the band when i say that we love vinyl and i listen to records front to back but um we still haven't made one I'd say a big reason that kind of our our song uh, that we released in the spring, PCU, kind of gained some some traction was because of the way that Spotify's like algorithms are set up and whatnot. It's because like it was a single release, and that kind of like was able to like the algorithms like like that. So <laughs> it kind of helped us like to be heard by more people. So I guess there is a good side to it, but I do agree that they're definitely trying to push the full albums. Kind of like out of the picture. I mean, it's it's very impressive. But uh, at the time of this recording, you know, uh, pieces of you passed forty three thousand listens, which is which is very impressive. Um, you know, and without without you know people buy uh, you. I've heard people buying streams and buying fans and followers, and like it's gotten to the point where it's kind of obvious where it was. But like, was this single like featured on like playlists or was it just? natural progression of the song yeah there was i'd say it was a lot of it had to do with playlists um i kind of started getting into more like how i kind of learned started to learn about how like spotify works like i kind of learned that like if you get on playlists the algorithms like you more and whatnot so i was able to kind of like network with like curators and whatnot um so that kind of like helped like you know get us a little get us some listens and get people to get us and or know our us a little more i guess this year has been really good for you guys so far for for singles um you released a billy eilish cover this year in 2020 um you know you, we talked about piece of you uh and then the one song that we're going to feature today on the on the on the episode uh would be uh pocket change so tell me a little bit about pocket change and the ideas behind that that was the first song we recorded after getting sent back home for uh for quarantine because um we had recorded piece of you like right before all that hit basically um and so pocket change was the 
was all of us getting back together and writing again. That's what that was. I mean, it was a guitar part that Joey wrote originally, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, it was, um, I was, I was listening to a lot of like Boy Pablo, a lot of that indie bedroom pop at the time. And I, I just started putting together as many of those like fun, fun, like poppy riffs. And I, as soon as I like found one that I liked, I brought it to the band and we're like, all right, this is the one we're going to run with. I think we were sitting on that that riff for a little bit, actually. I think you initially yeah, no, you're right. sometime in like the early spring. Yeah, while well, we were still all separated.
So you're a musician. Your band's got the sound. You've written your own music. And now you need a studio to record it. Come to Laser Light Recording Studio, now open right here in town. Laser Light delivers the complete studio recording package for local musicians. High quality equipment, post processing, and mixing, plus a balanced range of musical instruments, amps, mics, and studio players for taking your dynamic sound to the next level, plus video ready capabilities. Toledo's Collaboration Station. The laser light atmosphere is a uniquely designed space centered on capturing the art of your performance. The studio is modeled around an unassuming environment, delivering both freedom and fulfillment. The laser light acres are the ideal setting to snap some photos for social media, playbills, and product releases. The world is calling. Pick it up. If you're a musician looking to record your music, come take a tour. Check out the vibe and book your session at Laser Light Recording Studio in Waterville. Call 567-246-0883. 567-246-0883. I spoke a little bit about, you know, you know, this could, this is a great opportunity to make like, you know, you got a bunch of lemons, you can't do anything, you can't do your normal things. It sucks, you know, you can't go to shows. The main source of a lot of people's income, you know, is is gone, but like you can now finally take the time out and like fine tune thir- certain things or like build like a home studio or a home kit, something that you can like improve your quality uh, of sound or like production value. Um, what were some of the things you tried to work on as best you can during that? We've been able to focus on a lot of writing. Um, that's That's been a, a huge thing for us. I mean, just like getting really tight together again, um, all that practice time that we were able to spend with each other, like the silver lining of this terrible situation, of course, is that we were able to like focus on it when we hadn't had the time to a lot in the past. Um, do you guys want to talk on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm proud to say that we have not just kind of like sat back and waited for stuff to blow over we've taken advantage of every second that we've been given extra to just work together and continue to push as far as we can yeah i mean i think we definitely along with writing i think we've just like obviously because like we can't really be playing shows right now we kind of been like trying to think of like other ways that we can like make content and like connect with fans on like a deeper level um, just because I feel like that's kind of happening a lot right now, like with everything going on, I think that people are getting like really creative and how they're like, um, d- like organizing their releases and like doing live stream shows. Um, I know there's like a lot of like live or virtual like music festivals happening right now. Um, so I think that we've also been kind of focusing on that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Will's been, Will's been great at, uh, digital marketing a lot lately. I mean, um, We've, we've kind of followed his lead in that department because he's just, like, got a really great mind for it. And so that, along with, like, putting out more video content because we realized that there's a huge market for that. Like, um, thinking of things other than, like, practicing and playing shows and, like, like we don't have to worry about covers anymore because we're not playing live anymore, you know? It's switched focus. I always, I always enjoy seeing, you know, people taking the best out of, out of a terrible situation. And, uh, you know, a lot of bands, I think, I think out of this, uh, pandemic, I think a lot more people are going to enjoy more live music. At least that's what we hope, you know? I mean, I know I can't wait to get back out. Um, not just to play, but to see shows too. I mean, to go to the, yeah, I got so, so much. much shows canceled. Yeah. 
it's such a it's such a bummer. Like I I and like there was a moment like I I wasn't going to many shows as of late just because of like work and you know everything. But now like just having the opportunity of going, you know what? I could go see the show, but unfortunately I can't. Uh, just because of either you know I actually had work in the morning or I just didn't feel like it. Just having the option there uh, was great. And then you take the option away, and everybody's just like, well, shit. I want, I want, I want it back now. So uh, I, I'm hoping people will appreciate more uh, what they have before it's gone. You know, you know the old saying. Absolutely, yeah, and not take it for granted. I know I'm guilty of that. Like there are tons of shows that I could have seen and didn't, and now I'm kicking it for, kicking myself for it. You know. I feel that. Um, with all you guys going in college right now, what are your guys's like goals in college right now? Like, are you guys all going to something related to music or is that music is just kind of like an artistic, you know, uh, uh, you know, to, to an artistic muscle you want to flex and you're, and the real like nine to five is like still your passion. Well, Auden is the only one who's going to school for music, for what he does in the band, for, uh, for drums. Um, the rest of us are all studying something different. Cam, I would say you're like a large part going to school for your talent. It's, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a different art form. I'm, I'm going to school for acting. And so, um, I mean, it's really natural to like bring one type of performance into another type of performance. Um, and that's always been, I think, my like specialty in the band is the kind of like stage act most of the time i'm getting a business degree in management and my goal is to not need my degree <laughs> i i do not want to work a regular job i want to play music the rest of my life i'm over it it's that's that's <laughs> the plan yeah well, I feel like management still helps in, in some sort of way because, you know, a lot of bands don't realize that you end up becoming like a, a, a business, an entity. And, For sure. and, and, you know, as much as you want to go out and play music, you also need to know the, 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 you know, the nuts and bolts of like the management style and how you hold yourselves and interviews and hold how you hold yourself on a line and, you know, your performances and, you know, leading up to a show, you know, a lot, a lot of young bands don't necessarily understand that, that point of view, uh, enough. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like we've, we've, a big focus for us has been not, as as important as the music is, it's not the most. It's not always the only important thing. Focusing on understanding. Oh, I lost something for a sec. Just understanding how the market works and how the scene works and all of that. Super super important. Yeah, and that's kind of yeah, that's kind of what I'm studying. I'm studying marketing, so that also like helps a lot with all like the you know, the music business side of things. Um, so yeah, I hope to be able to be able to bridge the two worlds of music and, and business in some way in the future. <laughs> yeah, Will, I mean, you've been great at finding skills that cross between the two, so. I mean, it's super cool to see, you know, you guys, you know, being so, like, adamant and very intelligent beyond your years because, I mean, I've seen bands, you know, who've been in the business longer and they still don't understand the, those, those key factors and you guys coming on not even in your 20s, not even hitting your your, your stride, you know, mentally, emotionally uh, into things and already having a good point of view shows a lot of, uh, shows a lot about it for you guys and your future and where you can, you can take your music to. Um, 
you know, what are, what are some of the, like, kind of the dreams, the goals, you know, the bucket list? Like, where do you want to take filler from here beyond the Cleveland area, beyond the Midwest? Where do you want to go? What do you want to try to score? Just, you know, throw it even out. Even though, if it, even if it's as crazy as, like, I want to, I want to perform 50,000 people or whatnot. Like, what are, what are your aspirations for everything? I want a career out of it. That's, that's plain and simple. Yeah. I don't want to sit at a desk. I Not really want to go on tour. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to tour so bad. We were almost going to um, before all this happened. Like, we were really planning on it. Um, so hopefully we can just ship those plans back and not cancel the retire. So you were just doing Northeast Ohio and Cleveland and surrounding areas before, or you were just doing Cleveland? No, no. We, were, we had a plan to do um, a large part of the Midwest, like up through Nashville, up to like the Chicago area. Then we wanted to head over to the East Coast, a couple shows in New York. We wanted to do New Jersey. We had, we had a lot of fun ideas planned, but it all kind of got shut down. It's it's unfortunate, and I hope more and more uh, people like even take the time and like up their tour game because I you hear the horror stories about touring and and going like that and like performing in front of nobody or a car breaks down in the middle of a city you don't even know and you know you have to do a GoFundMe and sell extra merch or whatever like you you see it all the time so maybe getting also even better prepared for at least those emergency situations as well um what about like labels do you have an idea of like do you want to try to you know with the new music and everything you've you've been putting out are you trying to like go to different labels and go like hey this is us uh or do you want to still try to do a diy for the time being i mean it's not really something we've talked about honestly um we, i think we've just kind of had the diy mindset for the time being um we kind of just like it's like fun to do ourselves, you know, like we were like all sides of like, like the music industry. So it's just, I mean, for the time being, I think we're just having fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's not not out of the question. It's just a, not a conversation we've encountered yet. We're all big Wolfpack fans. So maybe we'll just take it solo. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, you still got, I mean, I mean, some of these questions are just like your, like future plans. I mean, you've only been a band for a couple of years, but already have made some very nice strides in, in, in getting where you want to go. I, I'd like to uh, take a moment and like kind of, kind of getting a little bit political. Uh, if you guys don't mind, you know, I noticed that recently, you know, you're very, you're very adamant about having sales and everything with like the black lives matter movement and everything. Um, what's your guys' thoughts as, you know, and uh, you know, us, all of us being white people, uh, and and kind of being uh, the, almost the gatekeepers and the, almost the people that you know we can almost get away with murder literally and figuratively. Unfortunately, um, how is it important to use your your influence, your your power, you know your you know your your stance in social or uh, political climates uh, to give back or to help people out uh, for those who you know unfortunately don't have a strong enough voice. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, the, the youth group, the youth movement that's, that's happening right now is so important. And I think, um, you know, as white people, as people of privilege, it's really important that we don't remain silent and that we, we actually take a stand in all of this because, you know, allies are important in this kind of, in this kind of a movement. And, um, I mean, with, 
whatever platform we have. Cause, cause I mean, we've built somewhat of a platform at this point. It would be silly if we didn't use it to, to, you know, talk about and fight for what we believe in. Yeah. Our platform definitely goes, that's not just like about the movement or about our music. It's more, it's like, if we have like the potential to reach people, I think that we should, if there's something that we think is right, then we should use our platform to, to advocate for that. Yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of those advocates that have put us in the place that we are today. It would be a shame not to give back. That's good. That's uh, that's excellent to hear. And 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 I I feel like the younger generation, quote unquote, younger generation. I mean, me technically being a millennial myself, you know, we get a bad rap and everything. Uh, but it's unfortunate that like you know, you guys being ten years, ten, twelve years younger than us, and being that next generation, and you know, trying to carry the torch and trying to you know go through like what we're dealing with. You know, you guys, you get a bad rap, but the more and more I talk to, you know, people and, you know, minds like you, you guys, you know, makes me very excited for the next generation and see where everything's going to be taking it. You know, I, I, I don't want to be one of those people that points fingers or gets sucked into, you know, the discussion of like, oh, boomers did this or, you know, Gen Xers done that. And like, you only, you only can do so much with the tools you've got. But I really am very excited to see like how this next generation are taking some of these ideas and evolving and changing things. It's unfortunate there's such a you know a backlash from it from others. But I I'm also the type of person who's always accepted change and uh, evolution and everything. And it makes me very excited to see where you guys are going to take society too. Yeah, to start with, anyone who says that our generation is a mess is 100 percent justified. yeah that's that's fair to say um but at the same time it's very important i feel like there's a a big sense of unity in our generation and um and a lot of hope i mean there's a lot of not hope don't get me wrong but there's hope within that um and so I, i think it's important to to speak up and um and you know not remain silent on those kind of issues and, and keep keep moving forward, like you were saying. There's a lot of nihilistic uh, comedy that comes with that hope as well. You know, uh, you, you know, people people joke a lot, but that's because they're excuse me. Um, uh, don't drink seltzer water while you are doing interview. That's what happens, kids. Um, don't be like okay. me. No, but uh, it, there's a lot of like nihilistic, you know, comedy. Uh, and jokes, you know, making pointing fun of what's going on, and and it's unfortunate that the, the the people in place, the people that claim to represent us, you know, aren't doing as good as a job as they could. Uh, but also at the same time, it, it shows that, like, especially with situation that's been going on across the country, across the world right now, people are not going to sit back and just take it. They want active change, and they want their voice to be heard, no matter who they are, what they are, where they came from a lot of the times we're not the people who are affected. And so it's especially important for us to not just let these things, you know, uh, happen and, and just stand idly by while injustices are happening left and right. Um, so it's, it's just so important to, 
if we have a platform, use it. So outside of, you know, what, you know, trying to survive the, the coronavirus and everything going on through this, like what is some of the goals or ideas? You know, you talked a brief a little bit about trying to do more touring, more music into the new year. But like what's some of the ideas? What's some of the things you really want to try to shoot for for uh, going into the new year post all of this? Well, we've got a lot of exciting new material. And so I, for one, am really pumped to start putting out more video content that goes along with it. So, you know, self-produced music videos and stuff like that. Um, And of course, when stuff starts opening up, that'll lead to a lot more shows, a lot more possibilities for shows in new places. Um, Because right now we've only really played in Cleveland. Um, And so, you know, continuing to, to move forward and to spread, that's, that's a really exciting concept. Yeah, going off of that, a big thing for me is I've always been a big proponent of YouTube. I know what power that platform has. We don't have anywhere near the reach on YouTube that I would like to. That's definitely a goal that I'm setting pretty high. When a, when a six-year-old kid can get more money than I could ever re- reach in my job at a 30-some-year-old guy, you know, YouTube is a powerful tool. <laughs> yeah. It really yeah. is. Maybe I need to start doing unboxing videos for toys. You know, whatever. There you go. Am I unboxing? Work? <laughs> but I don't. I don't use YouTube enough. I don't use the the video uh, enough. Uh, there's only so much I can. There's so many hours in a day, and so much things I can work on. Uh, that certain things I I have to work on. I, I, this is, this is a great platform for me. And, the, and I, I like doing this and interviewing uh, people that are moving the needle in some sort of fashion. And you kids are, you have tons of potential. You have done great work. The music is really solid. It's really honed in. And uh, yeah, once you guys are ready to tour again, you hit us up. And I know plenty of people that would really like you guys in Northwest Ohio and beyond, not just uh, from where we're at. So uh, you guys should be proud of yourselves. You kids are doing something really, really rad. And I'm very excited for the future for Filler. That means a lot. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. If we wouldn't get in touch with Filler, how do we do so? Well, take it away. Yeah, well. All right. We just, what was the question? I, 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 if we, if we, how do people get in touch with Filler? How do they check out you on social media, music, uh, whatnot? Ad official Filler is our ad on pretty much everything. So uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, everywhere. Uh, also go to our website, filler.band. Um, we got some merch. All our music's up there. Um, yeah, we're pretty much everywhere. <laughs> you got it. We're on the for, except for Shazam. They don't like us. <laughs> well, fuck Shazam. So there you there go. You <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah and filler. it's official filler. And yeah, of course, especially right now, if you can invite uh, people out and you know buy a merch, buy an album, buy a shirt, do something right now. It, it's super important during this time. Yeah, even just even if you don't have the money right now. Invite your friends, share, put put a song on a playlist, there, certain things like that that takes next to nothing and can do big things. Now more than ever, I feel like the music industry needs the help of its listeners, of its supporters, and uh, one way you can do it is just listen and share. Uh, if you'll allow us a little bit of time to plug, we've got a lot, a lot of really new, exciting music coming out. Um, we can't say anything about it officially, but... We're really, really excited. 
lot of new stuff. Absolutely. Make sure you guys follow them and listen in and everything. And then when you're done, you can follow this podcast on your major podcast platforms uh, that we have links on Facebook and Instagram. We recently closed out the Twitter because we don't use it enough. So uh, follow us at on the radar PC uh, and check it out. Check us out on your major podcast platforms. Uh, look for the on the radar podcast and uh, leave us a review. If you are have able to and subscribe and invite your friends and just help us out. Uh, I am Peapod and you are you and uh, thank you so much for listening to another great episode of the On The Radar Podcast. <laughs>